I'm Michelle, the founder of Kindred Global Mentorship, and this is our podcast in which we meet real business owners just like you and me and learn from them how they do it in their industry, their learnings and their stumbling blocks, what they wish they'd known starting out, and much more. Today we have with us Paul Myatt, who is one of the founders and a director of Forte School of Music, the largest network of music schools in Australia. Forte teaches music to children as young as six months and up to adults in their 80s and 90s. The unique thing about Forte School of Music is that they nurture potential. Thank you, Paul, for being with me today. You're welcome, Michelle. How are you? Great. I'm excited to do this interview because um, franchises and the whole concept is something I definitely don't have any experience in, and I imagine that there are lots of people out there who have a business that they love and they're at a point where they're thinking, what else could I do with it? So I think this could be very useful for people like that. So I thought we'd start by having you just tell me a little bit about your business. Well, 21 years ago, back in, oh, actually 22 years ago, back in 1993, we started Forte. There was a couple of us who owned the largest music schools in Brisbane. And we got together and started Forte. And... Um, we then, we actually literally went around the world trying to find an alternative but couldn't find something, so we ended up designing it ourselves. And <clears throat> we... Uh, so you were teaching music at the time? We were teaching music. Oh, and yeah. you were all teaching separately in your own private, yeah. individual... Yeah. yeah, okay. And then we started um, our Forte, and uh, when we um, started Forte... We wanted to have something unique and we had been teaching in classes and stuff like that. So I had had a music school since 989. Mm. Um, but uh, when we started Forte, we were really trying to do something unique and uh, we were able to achieve it. It was really quite amazing. So what was the uniqueness? Because I, I know that you teach music slightly to children differently to other people. Is that the uniqueness that you're talking about? Yeah, we, we teach music in a, in a really different way because kids um, really... Uh, we teach music a bit like kids learn sport because hmm. um, the kids learn in groups and they really enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of... Um, the group dynamic. Yeah, and it's yeah. really fantastic. But not only that, there's a lot of research around now that is demonstrating that learning music from a young age really offers a lot children um a lot of brain development yeah yeah and so we in 2000 we created a new course called jungle music uh which is for six months to three and a three and a half year olds mm. and since we discussed and since we created jungle music it's we've just had so many more students because we teach children from such a young age that we're mm. able to take them through. Start from the beginning. And yeah, yeah, and okay. take them through. But not only those, anecdotally, I've certainly found I've been doing this, as I said, for 21 years. Children who learn music, I also own a, um, a tutoring business as mm. well. And the kids that learn music never have to go to tutoring because they tend to be better at school. Because it grows your brain. I mean, there's a lot of research around yeah. how learning music does things to your exactly your, the interconnectedness in your brain and all of that. Is that so? Is that partly what you were thinking when you had the idea of a franchise that you would have a new concept of teaching and learning music? Probably but, not. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're just thinking to get we together. Just, and we were extend. just like, 
how could we do this differently? And um, we really, I suppose we were, um, we were, we were just trying to be piano teachers, and uh, yeah, we didn't uh, move so much into the business area um, until a bit later on. Um, there's a a book. I'm trying to think of the writer's name. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki, Kiyosaki. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm sure he's the one that talks about, maybe it's the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Yeah. Talks about the entrepreneur and the, but the uh, practitioner. And we were very oh, much okay. the practitioners before we became entrepreneurs. Right, okay. Was that, so that, was that your first experience of really being entrepreneurial? You went from practitioner to entrepreneur in that case i think so yeah. in fact the e-myth which is by michael gerber yeah, is exactly yeah. what what ha- we read that a couple of us read that book and yeah. went oh my god that's what we've got to do right because i you know i have it and i recall you know a lot of it is the difference between working in your business and working, working on, on it you business. know and creating a business that can run without you to a certain extent yeah and your thinking has to change around that so that's how you you, know, you got the idea for a franchise but what i'm dying to know is that like that just it sounds like a very complicated ambitious thing to do so with a franchise how do you get started like what's the first step you have this idea you, you a franchising in australia is very very challenging um more so than other other places yeah very yeah. much so okay. more so than other places around the world um particularly because there's such a a, a big law and uh, this thing called the Franchising Code of Conduct, which is part of Mm. law in Australia and requires, and rightly so, franchisors to do disclose everything to franchisees and and vice versa. And it's it's a really good thing, I believe. So you had to have a good legal team from the beginning. We did have to have a good lawyer. Yeah, we did have to have a good legal team. (laughs) Which is very expensive. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but you can learn a lot, like... I think one of the best things that we ever did was um, go and join associations. Yeah, okay. And so joining professional associations and trying to meet with people yeah. who, uh, and be mentored with by people yeah. was one of the things that was really important for us yeah. and really talking to people. and About how they were doing it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so who, what, was your first fran- what was your first fr- franchisee, I should say? Um, our first franchisee was in Sydney and in 1996 and she was stayed with us for 13 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's good. And now you have a few more. We do. We have 13 of them at the moment. 13. Wow. All over Australia. All over Australia and in New Zealand. And then we have one in the UK in Cardiff. And, oh yeah, that's right. It's a new one, isn't it? Oh no, that one's very old. Oh, is it? There since 2000. How all over Australia and in Cardiff? That's it. <laughs> that's funny. And um, and how do your franchisees find you, or do you find them, or you know, someone comes along and they go, "Wow, I love your business. I love the way you teach music. I'd love to do that." That's been part of it. Some of our staff have um, bought into the into started their own business. Um, also, we've had uh, parents who have looked at it. Um, but we have um, franchisees who were, one was a chemical engineer, mm. one was an account exec at one of a big, a big uh, soft drink company, um, an accountant. Where the, uh, the new one that's opening next year in Perth um, is 
was the bookkeeper for one of the franchisees and went, oh, this is a good business. I think I might do this. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, in other words, you know, they're obviously making good business choices too. It's not just people who love music. They see they see the potential in it and they see the yeah. that, it's, that it's structured well and runs well. And, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it is – we are so lucky. I mean, in our business, we work in the most joyful area you could ever work in. It's music and the majority of our students are children. And it's mm. just beautiful, you know, like when you see um, the parents and the children interacting yeah, yeah. together, um, it is, it's quite spectacular. And a lot of our, um, we don't actually call our franchisees franchisees, we call them business partners because yeah, we yeah, prefer sure. to think of them as equals and not an or-e relationship. Yeah. But we all, in fact, we just, we just had our national conference in New Zealand and each of our franchisees uh, or business partners, we um, we always do a little video during our conference interview. Yeah. <clears throat> and the majority of them said, oh, my God, that I work in the best business and I never think that I'm going to work because it's just the most wonderful life That's that fantastic. I have. That's what you want, isn't it? It is. How wonderful. And all of them talk about this unbelievable joy that they get from seeing parents and children yeah. learning together yeah, and yeah. even setting up that learning situation for children. Yeah, it's fun. It yeah, is, fantastic. yeah. yeah. And on this note of that they're business partners um, rather than, you know, you call them franchisees, um, I, I mean, you are business partners, you have the same business and that gets me to branding. I'm really interested in that because um, obviously, um, you know, you, you do have a brand recognition, people know who you are. Did that just evolve on its own? Do you have your franchisees do a lot of work in promoting around their own particular franchise or is it is it more coordinated at a, at a kind of national or international level in terms of promotion? Okay. Um, both. All of the above. Yeah, okay. um, so from a, a local level, the um, our schools will be doing a lot of community outreach through, we have a um, oh, a couple of different, lots of different activities mm. that we use. Yeah. Um, and um, they're wanting to build relationship. I think people have got to remember that, you know, um, behind that computer is another person. Yeah. And it's um, about meeting people and talking to people is the best way on a local level. So you get a lot of to, word of mouth. So a lot of businesses word of mouth. Well, we know that 35% of our clients come from word of mouth. Yeah. Um, and that might be other clients saying, oh, I really like this or what yeah. have you. Yeah. But also just building relationship and building a community mm. because that's what we want to be is the center of music for a community. Yeah. Um, so that's from a local level. As we go up, I suppose, up the chain of to a head office perspective, we work on a regular basis. We have a um, uh, every three weeks we have a video conference yeah. where all of the um, all of the school owners can come together yeah. and and we discuss how we're promoting and you know Facebook and Twitter. Okay, and so you have some level of coordination. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I guess the thing I should also point out is I know that you teach music at the Forte School of Music in Sydney. So you're not just um, one of the founders and a director, you're also an instructor. Yeah, I'm a franchisee as so well. So you're a franchisee as well. So yeah. so you work on both different levels. So um, 
yeah so that's good to know that you have uh that you have to you have to manage that so what is it so we're going to get to some of these questions in a minute like i'm really interested to know about you know your experience of mentorship and and challenges and, and so on but i think just from my own learning one of the things i love about these um interviews is that it's part of my business education because <laughs> i can ask the things that that maybe seem naive but um you know i'm sure there are other people out there who don't know this but what is it like what is a a, a normal day or week like for you and maybe as you answer it you could differentiate between your role as when you're talking about your role as a teacher instructor versus a founder and a director mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> most of my work in terms of education I teach 120 kids a week Oof. and in thir 12 hours a week 12 yeah. to 13 hours a week yeah so that time in the week is after school yeah um, generally, I don't do any extra in my franchise. I have okay uh, in terms of admin sort of thing. No, no. I have okay. a, I, I do some like I do the wages and stuff like that. But I mostly have a manager who okay. works for me. Yeah. Um, and then allows me to spend the rest of my time mm. on uh, on a head office, being in a head office role. Yeah. And so head office role, from my perspective, is I'm sort of I sort of look after all the education side of things. Yeah. So across I'm, all of the different businesses in Australia and quite yeah, yeah, but well, our content, so the educational yeah. content that we're producing. Oh, so, okay, all right. Um, so we have lots of courses and stuff. So for example, um, I am working on uh, at the moment. We're doing a lot of. Um, online education mm -hmm. so i'm doing a lot of editing of videos and developing content online for, for all a, of forte for all of forte. okay right and this is a slightly new kind of not diversion but it's a new aspect of your business structure isn't it that you have more online stuff than you have before well the the advent of the internet has created a situation where <clears throat> we can produce and train people so much better yeah the problem we've had for the last well up until recently is we would get a photocopy of a photocopy mm. in terms of the education like mm. i would go and train someone they would go and train someone they would go and train someone whereas now they all do my training yeah so they know exactly how they're supposed to teach yeah because they see me teach right okay and yeah. so it means that we get it from the horse's mouth so to speak which where that's for us is really important so they get it from you online are there any um person to person like do you do anything in person with them as well or is it now more online or uh, well what what we how we structure it is we um each of the school owners uh, is either themselves a forte coach yep or that one of their staff is a forte coach so when a new teacher comes in to learn how to teach the system mm they will then spend the time taking them through the curriculum okay. and go out doing an online program and then they go to their coach to work <clears throat> with their coach. Okay, great. So they have the, yeah. Okay, fantastic. No, I just asked that because I've been doing a lot of reading around um, online courses and, you know, how many people start them and complete them and how they compare to having someone in person. And there's a lot of research that suggests that you need to have that person-to-person -person contact mm. as well as online or people just won't do it. They exactly. need that. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, yeah, that's, that's good to, to hear that you have that. All right. So you do a lot of the education. Anything else in terms of being a, you know, a director? Um, 
Um, oh, we do um, our own um, marketing and we're involved in uh, marketing development for the network and yeah. then also yeah. marketing and development to get more um, franchisees. Yeah, okay. Um, but also we want to be the centre for, um, you know, for education. And so one yeah. of my goals for this year is to be interviewed by the ABC yeah. um, about music education. Well, after an interview with me, I'm sure you'll be Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, funnily enough... Once they hear about it. <laughs> funnily enough, I got interviewed by the ABC... Um, um, a month ago. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. About about this. About about um, music education. Oh, great. And, okay. And, I didn't um, know that. Neuroscience and um, yeah. So yeah, it's happening now. So you'll have to t- you have to give me the link so people can can look that up. Is it on the ABC website? It's on the ABC Active Learning site because yeah, it's okay. about um, music education and the effect on it has on the brain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if if anyone out there wants to look that up, I'm sure that'd be interesting because that's a fascinating topic. What it does to the brain. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Well, so we've we've gone through your motivation, the day to day stuff of it. So we're now going to move to stumbling blocks. So what were some of the stumbling blocks that you encountered as you got started? I'm sure that there must be, you know, a few. But what stands out for you in, in terms of the stumbling blocks you encountered, and 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 how what advice you'd give to someone in your position? Sure. I think one of the big challenges um, is. Uh, especially if you're going to franchise your business, if you decided to franchise your business, mm. is choosing the correct franchisee. Mm. Um, and in franchising, um, there's, this, there's often this thing called the dirty dozen, which is your first couple of franchisees. Right, okay. can be pretty <laughs> horrific. And we've yeah. had those pretty horrific yeah. franchisees. Yeah. And you choose... You make a decision to take someone on, but unfortunately, it's like learning anything. You yeah. get better yeah, once sure. you yeah. learn. Yeah. And one of the things I've found is that, um, you know, don't always listen to consultants um, <laughs> because they often are only interested in making money for themselves. Yeah, yes, I have heard this, yes. <laughs> um, consultants... Um, I would I would go for a mentor rather yeah. than a consultant. Um, we've had consultants quite over the years, but we sort of we currently um, we've 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 had a lot of mentors and a lot of consultants over the last twenty one years. Yeah. Um, but I think it's the mentors that have been the ones that have been really helpful. Well, there's that personal touch, is it? Well, but also they've got no vested interest in yeah. making you like. I mean, obviously they want you to be successful, but mm. they're their pay is not related like you go and have a session with them and you pay for that session Hmm. and then you walk away whereas a consultant won't be in on a monthly basis and they need to be making sure that you're making enough money to pay that monthly retainer that you've got yeah and and the other thing also um in my experience of business coaching is that there can be a, a very established set approach that they take like their coaching business they're part of their they have their structure and way of doing it so they come with a template for a business and they want you they want to apply that template to you and it's not always a smooth fit I mean sometimes it is but it's 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 kind of more of a one-size-fits-all thing which whereas you know someone who does mentorship it they tend to make it more tailored and personalized rather than have a template so so you would say that um, some of the stumbling blocks um, other than the, the franchisees what did you call them the dirty dozen the dirty dozen yeah <laughs> <laughs> are um, you know trying some consultants that didn't quite get you where you wanted to go 
Yeah, I think I, a lot of consultants um, will use a specific formula. Yeah, yeah. And a music education no. just does yeah, not I'm fall sure, into a specific yeah, formula. Yeah, sure. I'm sure for some businesses, you know, that those kinds of business consultants, you know, they might work really well. I'm sure there's some fantastic ones out there, but I... You know, I hear you. I don't think it's for everyone and for every business. What What are the particular things about music education, would you say, that make it, you know, that make it particular and not amenable to a one size fits all? I mean, what would you say is a unique challenge of music education? Well, your client is both the mother and the child. Okay. And the father. Yeah. And, and this, you know, we do live in a paternal society, and yeah. whilst I hate saying this yeah um the real often the reality is mum brings the the child to lessons yeah dad's at work yeah dad pa- is paying the bills mm-hmm. and dad has a veto and well, well <laughs> not necessarily a veto no. but he wants his life to be easy yeah and you gotta you gotta make and, and the the currency that you have yeah. for children mm. is practice yeah the currency for you have for the for the mum is no stress yeah easy to get them to practice mm. um making it you know making it easy for for the mum to get them from school and all that stuff yeah. and for the dad it's like that there's not too much drama yeah 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 and so you have this whole situation um and this just comes from years of feedback though i would assume yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. i mean you have because in your classes, the parents are particip- they're in the classroom, aren't yeah, they? In the little, absolutely. so you're not just when you say you know clients not just the child and, and the parent, you're not just saying that from the point of view who, who's paying or who's choosing. Actually, in your educational setting, you've got a parent right there with the child most of the time. So absolutely, they're part of the lesson. So exactly, you get loads of feedback, and <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we love having dads come as well. Yeah, of course. But, Every once in a while you see a dad, um, yeah. But, every, but the reality is, yeah. and so you've got to, so that's a unique situation for yeah. this, um, for in, in this sort of business, I yeah. think. Yeah, and how does that affect, does that affect how you do promotion? Is that what you say that makes it different compared to another business? Like when you have a consultant comes in and you think, oh, they're just not getting it. How would you say that plays out in terms of... Um, you know, specific, you know, ways of dealing with. I suppose it's, um, it's probably so long since we've ever had a consultant that comes in like that. And now the technology has changed. We're really Mm. noticing a change in our, the way that we're marketing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, that's a really hard, hard question to answer because, you know, how we did stuff in the nineties pre-internet yeah yeah is totally so different. totally yeah. different to yeah. what we do now you yeah. know pre-smartphones yeah. you know now it's so important that we've got a responsive website because that's how we're going to come up on google well it's a tricky it's a tricky situation and i can see that it makes your business really unique having that you know having something where you have the whole family involved because you know it, it you know as i said before whereas it's the parent who's paying and booking a lot of it you know, can come from the child either because they want to do it or they're resisting doing it. And so you've got to keep everyone happy, really, don't you? I mean, you're not just keeping one customer happy. You're having to keep an entire family happy. Well, that's, really, yeah, that's, that's the uniqueness so, yeah. of, of our business. But then yeah. by the, on the flip side, you get the whole joy as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you build, and, you know, building this 
amazing community of yeah. people. So and a lot of it is referral, you know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you know, a lot yeah, of people yeah. are just they're loving their experience. So yeah, well, we've got um, around four thousand students in Australia, so yeah. we have a, a fair few. Um, very few students. <laughs> so, um, were there any other stumbling blocks then, really? Um, getting to know your ideal customer and, you know, that you had to keep all these different people engaged and happy, um, mentorship. Anything else that was a, was tricky at the outset? You, you, the legal stuff was a bit challenging to get your head around initially. Yeah. Yeah. I would say um, one of the things that is really important in your own business is surveying your clients. Yeah, okay. And um, I suppose... In the olden days, yeah, I was going to say before Survey Monkey. <laughs> before Survey Monkey, we used to um, we used to get a pen, and, you know, we'd type a it pen out and a paper and, and type people it out. And, yeah, and, yeah. and our handout service. Yeah. and it was interesting because you know what the most important thing that we found in our business was yeah. that it was all about fun. Yeah, that people had to have fun while they learned. Yeah, yeah. And funnily enough, when children do have fun when they're learning, they guess learn what better. happens? They yeah. learn. They learn better. <laughs> yeah. Know. Okay. But one yeah. of the other things that... So, I mean, obviously with Survey Monkey, it, yeah. it makes a big difference. Mm. One of the other things that we... Um, that I, it was, I suppose, a challenge when we started off was the cost factor in creating content. Oh, and, right, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. The cost factor and also, you know, getting online and all those sorts of things and just really learning how to do it yourself. Yeah. So learning how to use Photoshop, learning how to use InDesign. So you say yourself, you and the other business owners, the other franchisees are all, you know, I guess that's that, that's a steep curve all business owners these days have to learn because technology is changing so fast. Absolutely. It's, and I, you know, it's, I think it's probably across any industry, you know, it doesn't matter what business you're in no. you need to know yeah. this stuff and there's some really great um, ways and podcasts you know like this that give you opportunities to learn to learn yeah yeah because i was just reading the other day about non jobs i think it was called something like you know jobs you wouldn't think rely on technology but are increasingly needing to and i can't remember all of them but one of them was um you know in construction and, and house building and it was they were saying you know there's so much technology now around um, you know 3d models of homes that now customers are really demanding that they see something and be able to do a virtual tour and walk through and get a feeling for the house beforehand and if you're not part of this learning curve even as a builder you're going to fall behind you mm. know? it's a lot of pressure isn't it for business owners you've constantly got to do a lot of uh, self-education around this kind of thing well I think uh, that that's one of the things I think is really really important is um, motivating yourself to do professional development. Yeah. So I do a lot of my own personal development. Um, yeah. Both in music, but also in business. Are you driving um, that for your business? Like you said, you know, you're doing these online courses now. Does that come from you? Um, yeah, I'm doing that. Um, but also because of what that we want to get our mm. message out and we want to be known in the yeah. industry. I do a lot of professional development courses yeah. as well for people who aren't in Forte. Okay. So for example, on you lead them or you participate? I lead them. Yeah. So I went to a conference. I went to the music teachers association of California conference mm. in June this year. Yeah. And I met a guy who has an amazing book. Yeah. So he's never going to come to Australia. You know, his book sells for twenty nine ninety five Australian. Yeah. 
you wouldn't buy, you wouldn't give it to your students. It's yeah, a teacher, yeah, yeah. teacher book. So yeah. it's it's the sort of thing where he's never going to come here. Yeah. And I think what he's doing is really important. And so I've been and I've been doing some workshops around Australia. Hmm. And you know, I might pick up a new franchisee. Yeah. By doing this. Yeah. But it also gets our name out there, and we build relationship and build community around mm. it. Yeah. So um, I think that's really really important. It's like building. It's really being out there and yeah. being being number one, mm. and then giving back. Yeah. Um, so. I, That's good advice for someone thinking of starting yeah, franchises. I think you know, it's yeah. really important. Um, one of the things that I do is I support Cantu, which is an organisation that provides funding for um, cancer research. Mm-hmm. And the reason I support Cantu is um, that music education, in music education, I don't ever want to teach the next Mozart. But gee, I would love to teach the next Nobel laureate who finds a cure for cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and those guys yeah. need to eat while they while they're yeah, studying yeah, yeah, and yeah, be, and you yeah, know yeah. and and searching for this new technology. Yeah. And that's what can too do. They yeah. sponsor yeah. Um, research. Yeah. And so um, in all these all these workshops that I'm doing around yeah. Australia, mm. I encourage the people that I do the workshops with to donate to Cantu. Okay, as so, individuals or as business owners or whatever. Either, it doesn't yeah. matter. So how do you structure that as part of your business? Oh, I don't really structure it as part of my business, but it's real. It's just a personal thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think that, um, you know, and my in my school, that's our charity, and, yeah. and different schools have got different charities, charities yeah, yeah. that they support. Yeah. And I think as a business owner, yeah. you should be out there giving back as well yeah, because yeah. these charities really do wonderful work but yeah. not only that you build great community and great yeah. relationships yeah. from that mm. and i think that's really really um really essential and important yeah. as, a, as a from a business perspective yeah absolutely but also in terms of just the fabric of society i mean businesses and small businesses i know in australia constitute some you know something like 80 to 90 percent of the you know gross what is it the gross national product i mean yeah. small businesses that you know cr- just fuel the economy in Australia. And I know it's very much the same in a lot of countries overseas. So to have that much economic power, I think it's important with power comes responsibility and having that power and having that money and, and, and using some of it wisely and making a statement with it. Yeah. So yeah, no, I agree. I think it's I think it's important. You know, not necessarily something you have to do starting out with a franchise, but something to, to keep in mind. So so yeah, so some of your learnings are really around um, being out there, number one, um, being really an authority in your industry. Yeah. Yeah, being an authority in your industry, yeah. Um, and what is your goal now, ultimately, with, with Forte? Are you happy with it as it is? Keep growing, keep getting more franchisees? Um, we've, w- a couple of years ago, we came to a, a, a point where we made a decision that we were going to move, and we really have moved ahead from there. Yeah. Um, and in what sense? Uh, in, in a sense that we, the technology collided with the, um, I suppose we were ha- we were we going to a situation where we couldn't grow any more in the way right. that we were doing. Yeah, without more technology. Without more technology. Yeah, hence so, the online learning. Yeah. yeah. So and yeah. now we could actually go to a hundred franchisees around mm. the world, mm. which is our goal over the next five years. Yeah. To have a hundred franchisees. 
and it will be easy to do yeah. because we can actually support them through video conferencing and because uh, you've and got all the training all, stuff set up and, yeah. all, and all the training yeah, stuff yeah. and all the technology so it's a lot easier for us to do that now yeah, yeah and that's been that was the big problem i mean when we opened in cardiff you know it yeah. cost them a fortune because we had to be flown over there yeah that's we a good point yeah up, yeah of you know course. and then i know um when my business partner gillian was over there they had something like a phone bill which was like a thousand pounds oh no and she was there <laughs> two weeks i'm like how did you run up a phone bill like that oh my and gosh. it was just you know the yeah. because yeah yeah that technology there was just no um, mm. opportunity for this sort of wonderful technology to be available. Yeah. But now we have this technology. Um, mm. And so we are now able to produce a lot more stuff, you know. we. Yeah. yeah. And the benefit to the franchisees, the other business owners, of course, is that they have all this on tap. They have yeah. support. They have professional support training. They've got a template. They've got a whole online school. So it's yeah. terrific for them as well. Yeah. You know, and it's they can get... And we put up, you know, we had last Friday, we had a, a one hour, all of our uh, video conferences are exactly one hour. Yeah. And um, we always try and make, we start at nine o'clock in the morning, we finish at 10. Mm. Um, so, and even, you know, it's a bit of a challenge just in Australia, yeah. but we had, so it's nine o'clock in Sydney, eight o'clock in Brisbane, 11 o'clock in New Zealand, eight. 30 in Adelaide, 6 a.m. in Perth, and 11 p.m. in Cardiff. Wow. And we had everyone there. Yeah. And so we have to make it, it it's, you know, everyone's there yeah, and they're yeah. on, on task and, and making it happen. You know, it's by 10.30, <laughs> that online, um, that, that one-hour show yeah. was on, on our business partner's website that they could watch it amazing so that's how good technology is now yeah and so that gives you the confidence to know that you can expand and that's your vision yeah. for it is to keep expanding yeah. and how will your role change do you think that um i'd still like to be involved in the teaching because it's fun uh, well this <laughs> is fun and you know and i enjoy that and i have a you know i have got children that i've taught since they were six months old and they just they're totally talented. Yeah. They're just amazing. They're amazing. Um, but it's not only that, it's really, I can road test new material. Yeah, yeah. So we we have yeah. to be able to road test new strategies, yeah. new ways of doing things. Mm. And it's just easier if I do it. Yeah, um, yeah. F so from that perspective, mm. um, we are really wanting to create sales funnels and, you know, strategies to get new franchisees in. Yeah. And also, um, ideally, to get, we'd love to get into into the states. Well, I'll have um, to take you through ClickFunnels, which is the sales funnel I use, which I find yeah. there are lots of templates in there that um, are really good. I think um, I've got a bit about it on the Kindred website. If anyone is interested in sales funnels and checking that out, um, yeah, I recommend that product. It's it's quite good for um, having no, different landing pages and funnels and memberships, and yeah, it's um, it's quite easy to use. But yeah, I can see how. There's so much potential for expansion, and, and you also don't know what's around the corner. You don't know, you know, what apps could be developed out of it, and you know, other things as mm, well. Exactly. Yeah, and um, I know you talked about early on having mentors. Can you think of a particular experience of having mentorship early on, and what difference specifically it made in the business? Um, well, I've I've been in a 
business partnership for 21 years mm. with my business partner and we used a, um, a well, I suppose you would call them a, um, a counsellor um, mm. and I, they became sort of mentor slash counsellor mm. um, and it was really beneficial for us to work with her um, because we would have, we would go to see her. She was actually in Sydney. We used to mm. fly down to see her. Mm. We would both see her um, and we'd each have a session mm. um, and then we'd have a session together. Mm. Um, and that was really useful. Mm. Okay, um, so one each individually and then one together. Yeah. It's like marriage counselling. It is, yeah, <laughs> very much so, yeah. yeah. Um, I and can I, see how that'd be really useful though, yeah. It was really, really useful. And yeah. I, and. I have since, I mean, I know you've got uh, your friend Natalie, who's yeah. a um, wonderful mentor yeah, yes. for me. Yeah. Um, and um, the, the lady I, uh, that we used to come and see is, is, has similar qualification to her. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's sort of a holistic way of approaching, um, I suppose, yeah. the mentorship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I like about, um, so I have, a, I have a mentor for my holistic coaching business and, and the thing that's great is that it, you know and the thing that surprised me about her is that is the emotional support as well as the business support you know that you don't necessarily get from business consultant you know yes. or a coaching program you know that you're doing in a classroom or a business class you know ha having someone gives you that personal guidance it's you know it's emotionally supportive you know it's like it's it's, it's I don't want to say it's therapy because it's not exactly, but that it's a safe space in which you have that container, that emotional mm. container, because, you know, as a business owner, it's not just tactical or strategic or you've got, it's, it's, it's an emotional journey as well. Yeah. And you need support for that emotional journey. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of, and the statistics are really clear that there's a lot of, you know, loneliness and isolation. The um, guy that's working for us at the moment is in the States mm. and, um, he is um, linking it up to zero, so we will be, ah. or it's going to be um, just amazing when it's all cloud-based. Um, so it's just, because yeah. what we do is so unique, you know, mm. um, in terms of a business. Yeah. We've never been able to find something uh, off-the-shelf type product that yeah. will, will work. But is that because of the franchise nature of it, or is that just because of the way? Oh, it's just know, the nature of music education. Just like, the nature of the payments and all that. Well, yeah. and also it's how how we operate and um, and just dealing with you know the day to day of mums ringing up going Johnny's sick and can we come on Thursday or right or yeah like, so oh, I can't they're, even they're, imagine they're dropping <laughs> mad. yeah yeah well you know yeah and computers hate that, that stuff I'm sure yeah yeah yeah. You have someone else doing all the numbers, do you? you? You can't do everything. I mean, you can't do everything when you're in a business, right? What is What are the things that you, you would prefer to delegate? That you delegate? Um, I delegate the... I oversee the management yeah. of the business mm. in terms of the day-to-day -day running. Yeah. So yeah. taking the fees, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I do my own book work yeah. um, because what, for, one, for several reasons. One... I know my financial situation on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, and I think from a business owner's perspective, like I've, I've been in business since 1989. I've never had a job. Yeah. Um, I own a couple of houses. And As an employee, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, it's, I just think you, you can't let someone else look after that. Yeah. You actually okay. have to be in control of that. Yeah 
yourself. Good advice. Um, I think from a, yeah. from a in in, a, in any business situation, so that yeah. you know exactly your financial situation, so that you and mm. and you're aware of it. Yeah. Um, I've seen so many people go broke. Yeah. In the years, because you know, oh, I own a business now, and they have a new BMW sitting outside, and you think, mm, it doesn't really work. Doesn't like work that. like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's that's good advice. Well, what about social media? What social media is most useful for you? Uh, for our business, it's yeah. Facebook yeah. Um, and Google Plus and, and YouTube. Um, and going, moving forward towards new franchisees, it's LinkedIn. Really? Okay. Yeah. Contracting other... Yeah. Well, that makes sense because that's sort of professional... Yeah. Professional development. So you do a lot of promotion via Facebook and Google Plus? Uh, well, Google AdWords and okay. Facebook. Okay. Uh, do you ads. you do paid ads? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And do you do them for all of Forte, or, or do you do them for your franchise and other business owners do theirs? Or funnily enough, we were doing it all like that, but we're looking at doing it all together. Yeah. Um, because, because you could have a portal, so someone could go in and, and put in their postcode and find something. Yeah. Yeah. There's that, but also um, Google doesn't like it if you're all on the same website and mm. they you've got. All different people selling ads to the same website they, okay. they can actually blacklist you oh, right. if you're in a, a, like if you're a neighboring territory mm. so for example in Melbourne we have um, a school in Mount Waverley and one in Wan Turner which are neighboring territories now if they did went with the same person it's okay but if they went with different people because yeah. there would be some there would be a bit of crossover yeah yeah Google could blacklist them that's really good advice actually that's yeah. not something I, I would have known about yeah that's that's good to know yeah I, you know, you, you have to do Google AdWords, I found. You need to really have a Google AdWords expert do it for you. Absolutely. It's, it's not something that you can just wake up and go, oh, I'm going to place an and ad. Don't do, you can have to be trained in yeah, it. Yeah. And don't do Google and don't do the AdWords Express. It's I spent six or seven months yeah. of doing, I probably, I gave it a good hit. I spent yeah, probably yeah, nearly yeah, five grand yeah. and I didn't receive no, any, any business any from it. Business yeah. What's from, the difference that, between Google AdWords Express and AdWords? Well, Google AdWords Express, it is Google's sort of shortcut way of doing ads for you. So you just mm. go in and say, oh, what's your business? And, and Okay, it's not it, specific and targeted it's enough. It's not yeah. anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. it's so, you know, like you mm. spend a lot of, it, well, it's a lot cheaper because you're not paying someone to manage it yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But it's just, you're, you're wasting your money. You have to be super targeted with ads, don't Absolutely. you? And if it's not super targeted, you're going to throw a lot of money on it. And that's why it's worth paying someone who's really an expert to do targeted. I, I spoke to a business owner um, who had an online an online um, business selling, um, selling products, selling goods. And I'm trying to remember the story. So, yeah, they, they used Google AdWords, but they said that they, they, they started off with $5 a day, $6 a day. And... And by the end, they had 200, 250 different targeted specific campaigns going at any one time. Yeah. And it wasn't costing, you know, a huge amount. It was, you know, a couple thousand a month. But it had that level of detail to be targeted to, to their various customers. And, you know, it's quite complicated. It's Absolutely. not an easy thing. Yeah. yeah. And one of our, um, our schools, actually two of the schools were using a particular um, company and they just disappeared last really? week yeah mm. completely disappeared off the planet yeah and so I, I certainly think 
in Australia, um, try and find an Australian company that's doing Google AdWords. Yeah. Avoid using... Yeah, and, and word of mouth is good. Get get someone yeah. who's a business owner who's used someone and recommends them yeah. personally because they've Absolutely. had results. Because they've actually had results, yeah. Well, I've yeah. since I've been with this new company, um, my results have gone skyrocketed. Yeah. And I was spending almost the same amount of money every month. And how did you find them? Um one of our business partners right. found yeah, and yeah. shared on one of our yeah, conferences. I might, have to get that, that, <laughs> I might have to get that name from you. Okay. All right. Well, um, my last question is parting advice. So this is really about, because we have people listening who are at all stages of business development and in all industries, and hopefully there's someone out there in music education, someone out there who's thinking about starting a franchise. So this is really, you know, this is really juicy and relevant. And um, this is the part that I think adds so much value for everyone, which is what would be the advice that you would give to the younger version of yourself who's just starting out? Like, what do you wish you'd known? What's the most useful thing, bit of wisdom that you could pass on? <laughs> um, that's a really difficult question because... It could be anything. It could be specific or it can be wise. <laughs> Well, the, pro- the the issue with that question for me is that the technology's changed, changed so much. Changed so much, And yeah. so I, I think I could answer it better from a business perspective rather than from a, a me perspective 21 yeah. years ago. Sure, okay. Um, because um, I think from a business perspective, if, you're, uh, if you have staff, yeah. and I have personally have 13 staff at the moment mm. when I was I owned a business in Brisbane a, a music school in Brisbane at and I had 30 staff if oh. there's one thing I can say is always 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 look after your staff because they are the backbone of your business mm. but not only look after them you need to know about them and if you don't know um, something personal about every single one of them, mm. then you haven't done your job well enough. Mm. And there, if they don't care about you, or if you don't care about them, there's no way in the world that they're going to care about you. And the one thing I have, I remember when I first started out, mm. I have been almost broke and every single one of my staff got paid. Mm. Never, ever have I ever not paid my staff. Yeah, And I think... From in a business situation, um, if you want people to pay you, then you should always pay your bills on time. Yeah. And then you can expect that. But if you don't pay your bills on time, then how can you expect other people to pay their pay you on time? Yeah. So yeah. I I work on uh, the one thing I do work on is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Sure. Which yeah. is you know it's very sort of yeah yeah um, yeah. Uh, oh, well, it's you know most faiths, most religious faiths would say that. Would yeah, say that. But yeah, yeah. I, I really believe that it's that karma thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. you do what you what you expect other people. And sure, there's going to be people who, um, you know, hit you down and knock you about and stuff like that. But just stand up and just go. No, I'm still going to do this, and you'll get over mm, it. Yeah. But I think if that's the one thing I could give everyone is, you know. Look after your staff and 
make sure you yeah. um, treat other people how you want to be treated and especially with money. Yeah. Especially with money. Well, it makes sense on so many levels. I mean, it's not just about human decency. It's also, you know, an organization has its own kind of reality and its own existence. It's not just one person. It's the collective. It's the group. It's the whole structure of it it's the people in it and you know it for it to work well and grow you know all of the parts have to be aligned and they can't all be aligned if there isn't that mutual respect and Absolutely. understanding and all of that but the other thing i picked up on is you know you were saying if i look back what could i say 21 years ago there wasn't technology but i think actually what you've done is you've always been very you know, open-minded and flexible, you know, because you've been able to see where you're at as a business and see how the external factors are changing, technology is changing and how you fit into that. And I think that's, that's worth recognizing, but also worth emphasizing that that's, that's part of it too, is always knowing that where you are now isn't where you're going to be in a few years for forces that could be completely outside you. Trends mm. change, people change, education mm. changes, technology and all of that so um, that's just my observation of how you've done business yeah well that's it we've got to the end of my question so um, I'm going to say thank you very much my pleasure and uh, what I'm going to do after this podcast is all edited and put up on YouTube's is that I will announce it in a blog and I'll say uh, I'll mention a few of the things you've said a few of the resources but I'll also say that if anyone has any questions for you they can post them as comments to the blog and I'll pass them on to you in case there's anyone out there who, you know, who'd just really like to ask you something. Sure. Uh, so thank you again and um, yeah. Thank you, Take Michelle. Take care.